0: Hello, my name is Savannah Jacobson, and for my oral history interview, I am here with my father, Arnie Jacobson. He grew up in Great Falls, Montana during the 1960s to 1980s, which is when these memories take place. In this interview, he discusses the beauty of Montana, some of his childhood memories, and how Montana's wilderness has changed. what it was like growing up in Montana and how it's changed now.
1: So, it's all I knew. So I didn't realize that it was very cold there, compared (laughs) to the rest of the world. And I didn't realize how remote it was, um, how untouched it was and unspoiled. Um, And all of our, because I grew up in a middle class, lower middle class family, all of our activities involved the outdoors. And at a young age, I would take my little Schwinn Stingray and I would ride it down to a place called Giant Springs on the Missouri River. And I'd spend hours and hours and hours and hours fishing there, right up right by that fish hatchery. And as I got older, I started going on to the the rivers, and the Missouri River was right in my backyard, so I fished that river, but it was the Missouri River around Great Falls is huge water. I mean, it's, you know, hundreds of feet wide. And I've always liked the smaller rivers, like the Blackfoot and uh, the Swan River. And I started fly fishing when we went on vacations up to Sealy Lake, and there were a handful of rivers that I could fish there, the Blackfoot being probably the best. And the thing that I note the most is that when I finally got my car and I was 16 and I could drive, we would drive my old pickup truck up to the Blackfoot and we'd float that river. We, In fact, we'd float it on swimming pool toys. Uh, we were so unsophisticated, we didn't know. Uh, rubber rafts and stuff like that were expensive and, you know, quite frankly, we just float down, get out, and then fly fish. And at that time, there was nobody on the river hardly. I mean, it was rare when you'd see another fisherman. And the campsites were amazing because they weren't even marked. You could, there were campsites you could drive the truck up to right next to the river and build a fire and camp. All those have been completely cordoned off. And there's little, outhouses um, and, and the Blackfoot now is a flotilla of guides and the last time I went up there it started happening when I was in college and I went to college in Butte and I had access to the Big Hole River there which is one of the most amazing blue ribbon trout streams on earth and I could drive it 60 miles away from where I went to college and there was rarely a fisherman on that river, maybe a handful of fishermen in, in in the summertime. And today there are so many guides on these rivers that the Primo rivers are you they're just you just have to submit to the fact that it's there's going to be a lot of fishermen. Now because I grew up there I have some special spots that are either hard to get to or out of the way and so I've got still got some special spots that I can go and you don't see any any or very few fishermen. But the other thing is the financial uh, in- wealth of people. is Montana's turned into an entire tourist economy and back then it was an agriculture economy. And people have moved into all these primo places like near the park and Whitefish Lake and built literally McMansions. And when I was a kid, they were like little cabins on stilts and, and you know, very unsophisticated. So that's kind of my, my difference. The other thing that's really interesting is, is back then, um, so my friend had 11 kids in his family. And so hunting season started the day the refrigerator got empty. I mean, we didn't really care you know, if it was deer season. If the family needed food, we'd go out, shoot a deer, and fill up the refrigerator, catch fish, whatever. And if you did that today, you would get arrested, thrown into jail, mm-hmm. and, and rightfully so, honestly, because there's so many people, you can't just have people out there, you know, shooting whatever they want, whatever they want. But we took almost always just those, and um, like I said, 100% of that food got eaten, and you know.
0: What's your first memory of, like, going and adventuring in the outdoors with your family?
1: I remember the first fish I caught on a fly. Uh, we were up at Sealy Lake, I was probably 10. And i had been fly fishing, you know, because I, I didn't know what I was doing. I would self-taught. They didn't have books and Wi-Fi back then. And there weren't very, very many guides, so I went down on the river and I'm trying to fish. It was the Blackfoot River right next to the highway and uh i had this fly on i you know i didn't even understand that you had to try and match the fly to whatever the entomology on the river was and so i'm down there flipping this fly and it hits the water and the stupid fish bit it and i brought him in i was shocked i was so into the process of just fly fishing um so that's one of my i remember that i remember um I remember floating down the river with my brother on one of those cheesy swimming pool toy rafts. And we popped up a hole, we went over a stick and you know, they were paper thin, so we went over a stick and popped a hole in it. And you had to reach your hand under the tube to plug the hole. And so, but we had a little pump and so we were taking turns, uh, you know, like two brothers, one was fishing and one was holding, putting the finger over the hole. And then we kind of got in this fight, and you know, I was telling Eric, it's your turn. And he's like, no, it's your turn. And I said, well, I'm not gonna put my finger over the hole. I'm gonna fish, and he says, neither am I. And so we floated down, and pretty soon, the air got out of the raft, and we're herding our stuff into the middle, and we're still kind of fighting. And pretty soon, the raft is like a a carpet. You know, We're floating about a foot under the water. and, And we both thought, hey, the walkout is, you know, just you know, half mile from here. But as it turned out, we ended up having to walk out like three miles, and um, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. We were just stupid kids, and I remember, I remember floating the rapids, um, like on at West Glacier on the Middle Fork of the Flathead River, and those rapids today. You go down those rapids with uh, full. Life preservers. You've got helmets. Um, When when it's springtime, those rapids are class four rapids. And we were so stupid. We'd just go out there and inner tubes and have a brewski, and you know we'd float right through that stuff. We just didn't know. You didn't know what you didn't know. And so, even today, I don't fear things that most normal people would fear about the mountains and the rivers and the horses and you know all that kind of stuff.
0: area in like Montana or like a specific type of environment like the rivers or the mountains or whatever that makes you feel like most connected to the outdoors?
1: By far the Big Hole River is the best. Um, It's southwestern Montana partially because it's not that stunning beautiful uh, scenery like up around Kalispell and the Swan River is an amazing river. But the Big Hole River is the perfect size, all kinds of pocket water for fishing, beautiful place you can float down and camp halfway down. And um, I've just spent epic times. I've caught huge fish on that Big Hole. I've spent more good days on that river. And the surrounding area is also beautiful. Not, again, not that stunning beauty like Northwest Montana but Southwest is a little more spread out. You can see the mountains a little more. There's little lakes up around there. And so that would be my special spot.
0: Could you describe the beauty of the Northwest Montana?
1: So it's all pine trees, jagged mountains. And you can see some of the rocks as you get up to the top. The, the Swan Valley probably I like it better than Glacier Park, it's amazing. But it's gorgeous there. The water's crystal clear, the trees, all pine trees for the most part, jagged mountains with rocky peaks, lots of game. Um, and of course, Glacier Park, is it's amazing. It's in, when somebody visits Montana, they gotta go to the park. I mean, it really is stunning. But after the 30th time, I, I'd much rather be in a remote area where there's not a lot of tourists and, uh, you know, where it's, I think it's equally, if not more beautiful. So.
0: Could you describe a sensory memory that you have connected to Montana's wilderness?
1: sensory experiences that you know when I lived in Missoula and I was older I you know I was working I was probably in my 30s and I had this black lab who I loved Jack and Jack and I would get on a little one-man fly fishing boat and we would float this Clark Fork River and from a sensory perspective the water was you know crystal clear and You'd float through the farmlands. You could, you know, the water would glisten on the sun and Jack would jump in the water. We'd, I'd bring a fly rod and a shotgun and then we'd jump ducks. And when we jumped ducks, Jack would splash in the water. And I mean, he was such a athlete. He'd go out there and he'd get the duck and it would be a celebration. And he'd sh- we'd get over on the shore and he'd shake off. And he was so proud of his duck. And. We'd put the duck in, and we'd float down, and if there's no ducks, I'd fish, and then Jack would go in. If I caught a fish, he always messed up the thing. I couldn't use a lab, I couldn't keep him out of the water. But the water was gorgeous, the scenery was gorgeous, the animals, I mean, I don't think I'd ever fish that river without seeing, you know, lots of deer, um, you know, ducks, geese. And that's where my eagle was, um, which, you know, You know, I used to catch fish and and feed this uh, big, beautiful eagle. And um, anyway, and the fish were amazing. They were big and beautiful. You know, those rainbows. It's just like you plug their tail into a socket. They just like neon. Rainbow trout? Yep. Any of the trout, particularly rainbow trout. I mean, they're just, like I said, it's like plugging them into a light socket. They just shine shimmer, gorgeous fish and uh, so I, I don't, you know, anyway that's kind of the sensory, you know, mm-hmm. it's always cold, uh, you know, for the most part, um, wasn't always comfortable but again you don't know any different being from Montana so you just bundle up and you know, have have it. That
0: sounds absolutely stunning. Thank you so much for joining me for my oral history interview.